Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you It's the final word. Ashes Daily, day one. We're at Headingley. For Seabus Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six. I'm Adam Collins. To my right, Jeff Lemon. Australia, about 50 metres from where we're standing right now, we're toppled for Ooh. 179. Joffre Archer, six of the best. But there was a lot more going on than that. Many rain delays, a whole bunch of controversy along the way. Jeff, do your best <laughs> to sum it up in 30 seconds. What a day of test cricket. It looked like England would dominate Australia after they won the toss and sent them in. The ball was hooping all over the place. It was going crazy. And then it looked like Australia were going to steamroll England when they were two for heaps when David Warner was batting with Marnus and they were piling on half centuries. And they were, well, Warner was out and then suddenly Archer starts rattling through the rest of them. Broad chips in, Wokes chips in. They bowl Australia out for 179 at the close. Archer, six for, what happened? It went one way, it went the other. And now we've got a scrap. I thought when they came off for bad light, which signalled T, it might have been oh, we were two done. for 50-odd. And I thought... That was I, it. That I, was it I, for the I, day. I, I put a couple of phone calls in saying, if nothing else happens for the rest of the day, and it may not, I'll just write a piece out of the press conference. Little did I know, Australia would lose 8 for 43, which Michael Vaughan just mentioned to me then. And I'm like, well, that's actually what Bob Willis took from the <laughs> Kirkstall Lane end down the hill at Headingley in 1981 in that famous second innings, a, a fateful analysis. And it was for Australia as well. At the point when Australia were two for one, three, six, Labuschagne, Warner, well over 100 they put on by that stage, more than four and over. Warner had yeah, that was the experienced other quite an interrogation at the start, which we'll come back to. But the calming influence of Labuschagne again, second time on the trot, he's made it to 50 in a test match. Everyone thought Joe Root's made a mistake. Mm. Despite the cloudy conditions, despite how much the ball was hooping around earlier on, the consensus was that he should have batted on a pretty decent batting track but in the end Archer decided otherwise and bowled yes. Australia out <laughs> yeah pretty much so with, with a little bit of help from one of the balls of the summer from Stuart Broad yeah. to knock over Trevor's head tell me about it um, and Chris Wokes picked up a one and well yeah one and then Ben Stokes got one as well which was um, shall you say a fortunate dismissal yeah. to get rid of poor old Manus um, look 
Warner's innings was all about control, and that was the interesting thing for me because it's it's fascinating how quickly people jump on your back as a cricketer. You get two bad test matches, and then everyone's going, "Oh, you're out of form. You're out of form." It's you can just get four low scores. It, it's very easy for that to happen. Um, but Warner today looked the best that he's looked. He looked he was compact as he approached the ball. He he was not playing at anything he didn't need to, but he wasn't being sort of overly defensive. He was scoring off his pads when the chance was there. Anything full and straight, he was pushing through covers. Just getting one here, one there, maybe a couple, guiding it through the gully. Very, very compact strokes. But um, he was he was letting... Like, there was prodigious swing and mm. there was prodigious seam. And he was basically covering his stumps and letting the ball beat his bat if it swung and just trusting that, look, if I'm going to get an edge, I'm going to get one. But all I can do is try to stay in. Yeah, there's a lot to take from it, isn't there? The Warner innings is fascinating. Uh, you're right, for single-digit scores across the first two tests. People who perhaps don't watch as much test cricket as we do were saying, well, he should be dropped. I saw someone saying he should be moved to number four. And, you know, he's made 20 test hundreds <laughs> quicker than Viv Richards made 20 test hundreds. Let's put it into some perspective here. Warner was, is it in great nick? But I think a day like today proves what Chris Rogers always talks about with opening batsmen, with, which is if you are willing to be patient and let the ball pass your outside edge and play down the line, then you're okay. Yes, you'll nick some, but you'll nick far fewer than the batsmen who lose their way, chase it with their hands, mm. play in front of their front pad, yep. and they're the ones who get in trouble. They're the ones who get in trouble at Trent Bridge four years ago when they were giving Joe Root catching practice at second slip all morning. So yep. that was the distinction, I reckon, between then and now. And Warner is a much improved player. Um, he's he's yeah, progressively improved through his career, but especially outside the off stump. I can imagine a scenario where he would have not only played at those deliveries, but really chased after them. Today, as you say, compact, bat and pad closer together. He acknowledged the fact that broad, under lights, under cloud, a dark Duke's ball that was doing plenty, perfect conditions to bowl swing mm. down a hill, which he does so well here traditionally. He loves bowling here. Stuart Broad, he's taken 44 test wickets now, equal to Fred Truman at this famous old ground. Like, he did what he needed to do, Warner. It won't look pretty. 11 players and misses in 27 balls. Crickviz calculated that yep. it was the, the, the fewest amount of shots that he'd been in control of for the first 30 balls in his whole career. Well, yeah, I understand that stat. I get where they're coming at, but he was doing the right thing. So, well, well played, David Warner. It was, it, was, mm. it was uncontrolled but deliberately because you couldn't be in control. Exactly. You had to... Sometimes bowling's just too good. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, maybe it's like being dumped by a wave. You've just got to give in um, and, and roll with it until you can come back up again. And, and that's what he did. And it was fascinating that after all of that good bowling, all of that quality stuff, um, the second wicket fell to Usman Khawaja getting strangled down the leg side, <laughs> nicking Broad's worst ball of the morning. And that was the, the wicket that Broad picked up. But by that, by that point, um, Archer had already knocked off Marcus Harris. He'd swarmed him, bowled him a couple of beauties that had moved away, beaten the edge, and eventually nicked him off for eight. And I think it's a, a bit of an under-the-bus moment, really, sort of dragging Harris in for the third test and saying, well, you haven't had two tests to acclimatise. There you go, champion. Enjoy your um, enjoy enjoy batting in the third test here. It's a bit like dropping Sean Marsh into the team at Trent Bridge in 2015. You know, how yeah. can you expect that player to come in and succeed? Well, where I felt a bit sorry for him is that Archer last week in the second innings bowling to left-handers looked like it was made for him. Yeah. The way that his natural action gravitates away from the left-hander. And we saw how yeah, skillful he was outside, getting Warner, you know, Warner around the wicket, then Kawaja over the wicket. Like Harris was on a bit of a hiding to nothing there. That's why I felt Bancroft should be retained, not on the basis of the runs he accumulated. Obviously, there weren't many of them, but he batted 99 
minutes in the first innings yep. and 69 in the second or something like that. So nice. I thought that, nice indeed, I thought that being a right-hander with that angle, just getting in the way of it might have been enough. But yeah, right, Harris nicked off early. He was the only wicket to fall. I felt very sorry for him when there were England players who got off the field quicker because, of course, the rain delay was was, uh, was agreed upon as the ball landed in Johnny Bairstow's yeah. gloves. There were England players off before Harris had got off the field. <laughs> that slow trudge that batsmen often have to endure. But that was the first delay. Then Kawaja down the leg side, never looked set. Um, and, and, you know, it Broad deserved the wicket, but as you say, the worst ball of his morning. Labashane walks out, and it felt like it settled Warner. And it shouldn't yeah. be the other way around. He's played 77 test matches, David Warner. But, yeah. um, you know, Labashane, maybe it's the way he's, he's mimicking he's Steve, Smith's, Steve Smith. Well, he's mimicking Steve Smith's lightsaber leaves. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. But a few times he, he came the whole way through the parallel or whatever it is, sure. the way that Smith does. And maybe, maybe you know... It's more fun. Maybe it's just more fun to leave that way. Yeah, well, I guess there's something to be said for the fact that... Well, that Vidush and Hunter-Raja wrote a lovely piece about Marnus uh, after the test match at Lords where he discussed that Marnus wanting to use Smith's bats... And okay. in exchange for getting Smith's bats after Birmingham, he had to clean his kit bag or something like that. But it's reflective of the, the sort of affection that he has for the former captain. And, yeah, maybe mimicking, mimicking his um, sort of quite iconic yeah. leaving posture is part of all of that. So he would never listen to the communards, hit, don't leave me this way. Don't leave me because this he way. does want to leave this way. <laughs> oh, <such> a, <laughs> I think that's the second time that's got to run. I want to be on the dance floor in 996 right now. Oh, 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 oh. It's just a lot of horns in that. A lot of horns in that song. But, that, but you know, the horns were playing with Warner and honestly, they're rattling along. They were going at four and over. That was the thing that really stood out to me as well. Is that Warner had endured a, an absolute hailstorm of difficult bowling, and he was still going at a strike rate of fifty. You know, he was still yeah. finding the runs as soon as they were there, and it wasn't in boundaries. There was like a flick off the legs and a little punch through cover to a, a full straight ball. That, that were the only boundaries I remember. Maybe a leg glance. Well, there was but everything three, else. Was, well, this was, is why Stokes cracked, cracked it. So yeah. Stokes bowls the over where, if memory serves me correctly, the hundred stands brought up and Warner raises this half century. Yep. The first fifty is made in the first innings of a Test match in England. I should add, so you know, yep. three two is it's a fairly big sample size. So it's quite an important hand statistically yep. as well. But Warner twice in the over plays that shot that you know we've both written quite a lot about the one from the balls of his feet punching past point mm. Warner talks about that being his informed shot Michael Divinito when he was the Australian batting coach got him playing that shot as his almost default when the ball's outside the off stump and short enough don't wallop at it steer it mm-hmm. between I guess backward point and extra cover play two of them off Stokes and you could tell Stokes cracked it he's like oh no we all know what's about to happen here mm-hmm. Warner's going to make a hundred David Warner is going to make a defining back against the wall ton but then, great captaincy from Joe Root. Next over, Archer on up the hill, Broad on down the hill. They beat the bat four times. Broad actually had him given out on the field, caught behind, overturned by technology, but four excellent deliveries. Mm. And I think the seventh ball that Archer bowled at Warner in that spell was the one. That, I mean, again, another ball where he had to play the line. Yeah. Just enough movement, perhaps a little bit less movement than earlier before. Yep. Caught the shoulder of the bat, straight into the gloves of Bairstow. You know, it was the defining moment of the day. And this was after the overthrows because Stokes, yeah, had, yeah. Stokes had a throw come in that hit Warner's bat and ricocheted to the boundary before. It was two, wasn't it? It was um, off the bat and one off the pad, I reckon. There was, one, there was of, one a bit later on, yeah. yeah, that, yeah so so yeah. there were two boundaries, two fives that were given <laughs> up. Um, and Warner just sort of giving Stokes the little apology wave. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry, mate. The pat rafter. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, so, so, look, he's out, and then it's Marnus trying to do his best to hold things together but Travis Head gets an absolute scorcher that yeah. comes in 
leaves him no chance. He's only faced five balls. His sixth ball is this one. Cleans him up just the outside of off stump. Clink, like, you know, angled in from around the wicket. Swung away, moved off the seam, outside of off stump. Bang. Truly nothing he could do. Like, if you're listening to this and haven't watched the highlights yet, that ball from broad to head is the definition of unplayable. We said unplayable a lot when he was bowling to Warner earlier in the morning, but... I mean, this was that, wasn't it? A yeah. clicked off stump. You can't do any better. What do you do? Um, yeah. Matthew Wade got very unlucky because one yeah. he hits his thigh pad and then spins back onto the leg stump from Archer. So he's gone. And then suddenly, you know, Manus is, is looking awkward. And then he gets smashed in the box. Mm. And we saw Stokes get hit last week and it was described, I think, by him afterwards as a half and half. You know, it didn't, <laughs> didn't quite get him. Um, I think Michael Vaughan Michael on, Vaughan, on yeah. TMS <laughs> was saying that wasn't a half and half. That was a bullseye. Because Labuschagne, he's down for about five or six minutes on his, sort of on his back. Had to get the doctor out. As, as our colleague Belinda Farrell noted, the team doctor's name is Richard Saw. Dick Saw. Um, and it was. It really, really was. Uh, look, it works on two levels, yeah. Dick Saw. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, because if it was the old days, they might have had to it off. Yes. You know, well, I'm sorry, there's nothing that can be done. You'll just have to bite down on this strap. Just just chop down on the handle of your bat out on the field, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll just tend to it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll stitch it up and carry on. You know, there's a test match to be won for your carry country. On. Um, yeah, you can have a concussion sub, but not a um, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a not a removal sub. And that's so, a throwback to our uh, weekly show from yesterday. Listen to that with Andrew Sampson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might as well. So, look, all of all of this happens, and it's getting very event- eventful. And meanwhile, uh, our mate Manus is moving along into the seventies, and you're thinking, well, hang on, he's going to make a hundred here, he's- and a great Ashes hundred. I mean, like yeah. half the runs in the innings type style. Yeah, all all Steve Smiths and Steve Smith substitutes will have made at least fifty in every innings they played in this series. Well, the, he did make the fifty, but he didn't get onto the 100 because he gets a filthy waist-high full toss that hits him at about the... Th- it almost hit him in the box again, actually, from Stokes. At 7.22 on a day where they've gone off for bad light. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to complain about it per se, but you can't get stiffer than that. Uh, so like, to speak. So you to probably speak. can't at all. <laughs> I knew as I said it that you were gonna, there was going to be a riposte. I, just, I wanted to take the words back. But, um, you know, so I think yeah, it was 7.22 or whatever it was. <laughs> you wouldn't want to. I could give it a week. <laughs> um, so he goes there and Hazelwood, uh, you know, who was the last wicket to fall? We were running downstairs. I didn't actually see the last oh, wicket Oh, it was um, Lion, leg Lion before wicket. Leg before wicket, which oh, gave plum. Archer his sixth. And, yeah. you know, Archer... That last spell, we said it last week, it isn't just about pace, it isn't just about the short no. ball. Well, he didn't blast anyone out today. He didn't, didn't need to. I reckon he topped 90 twice that I saw, and those he, were he, bounces. He, yeah, I was going to say, he hadn't topped 90 until the last session. Yeah. So, yeah, great captaincy from Root to get him back on at that stage, but he wasn't getting him on to bowl bumpers at the lid. He was getting him on to do exactly what he achieved, which was beating the bat, hitting the stumps, hitting the pads. You know, this is why people are saying he's the complete package. Yeah, because he's, he's just like, what mode do you need for me today? Oh, it's cloudy and... And, and doing heaps well, you know. I mean, he went short a little bit at Manus just at first, and I think that was a residual, like, oh, here is Steve Smith. I've got to bowl the Steve Smith stuff at him. But then he was like, oh, whoops, sorry, and corrected that pretty quickly and just started pitching up again. So what we have tomorrow, 179 runs on the board for the visitors, which isn't tons to defend. Let's keep it in perspective. 179 is never going to be a, a pass score, I think Michael Vaughan said on radio. You can't say that, but given the fragility of England's top order, which might be equally as fragile as Australia so far in the series. Pattinson getting the opportunity to bowl down the hill. I cannot wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Cummins will probably come up the hill, I'd imagine. And then you've got an opportunity for Josh Hazelwood, who has to play the containing role this game. He, mm. he can't get carried away. Hazelwood needs to be Peter Siddle and do that 
all game long. Josh has Lewood. Unlike Manus, who, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe Root walking past, Josh. I was about to sledging on top order, by the way. I had to be very careful Ooh. and choose my words, because he's walking. Yeah, we're, about, we're on the field. About five metres away, and I'm going, England's bloody terrible top order. No. They absolutely yeah. suck. Um, well, yeah, they, they may be blown away, but they may not. Let's, Archer's the player of the day, obviously. But he's also Hall the Hall of Fame. Of fame. I reckon Joffre Archer Hall of Fame for at one stage fielding with his jumper tied around his waist. <laughs> No, no, okay. Can can I add in another moment, which is the one where um, I think it's Manus plays the ball down towards mid-wicket. Um, Wokes trots up from mid-on to get it. Archer turns around in his follow-through, trots back towards the ball and just nutmegs <laughs> Wokes, just kicked it between his legs and then, and then ran past him. So it's, just, it's, basically, it's a love affair where everyone, yeah. everyone loves Jofra. Uh, you know. yeah, as, as Charlie Reynolds said uh, this morning, can we put him on the bank notes already? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how we're all... I mean, it's hard not to get swept up in... Uh. in, in, in uh, in Joffre momentum at the moment. It's yeah. been a joy to watch him today. Australia probably did, I mean, in a way... In the circumstances. They might have done all right getting the 179. Who's, who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, they only made two scores. The scorecard's not pretty. It's no, no, it is. Before we, before we wrap up, Jeff, a word from CBUS. Yes, uh, they are our sponsors, and they're pretty good. Um, with them, you can choose how you invest. You can tailor your investment options with a risk level that suits you. Um, you can go to cbussuper.com.au to get a PDS, uh, and you can remember that past performance doesn't necessarily uh, indicate future performance those are all things that you can remember it, what a day Yep. How many I, good days of cricket can we get? Yeah, in we, one we've been very fortunate in this season, but especially in this series already. We've got a cracking Ashes series ahead of us. If, if Australia go one all here, if England do what they should after rolling them for 179, Ooh. we're going to Manchester with Anderson and Smith back into the 11s. Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this has got all the necessary ingredients for one of those great Ashes series and to talk about it some more we're going to jump in our own sea bus up to the other end of the ground (laughs) to the old pavilion to participate in a quiz night are we? are we going to a quiz? we are going to a quiz the real quiz will be over there we're going to talk to you again tomorrow on the final word for sea bus super the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six Adam Collins Jeff Lemon the middle of Headingley we'll talk to you tomorrow Ashes Daily over and out so you know what I meant here I had to go about it write it out Every day, hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.